It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah! We have heads on sticks. What's going on? We have NFC, AFC championship oh, games to talk about. Sticknomics.com. We, we still have no bulls. Yeah, man. This yeah. is what? What? What is this? Days. Days. Day six. He was here Friday. So. Oh yeah. wait, he came in Friday. No, no, no. La- like last. Not two days ago, Friday, but last Friday was his last. So day. this he is all of last week. My, my man is sick. He, he, okay, what's the deal? What does he have now? So he tweeted this out, so I am, I am allowed to. Hey, get the HIPAA violations. Yeah, no, he, he Let's get into his out, medical so file. I'm not violating HIPAA violations. But Bull has gone from having a respiratory virus to having pink eye. Okay. And now he has bronchitis. You're looking real, real hip over there. Oh, man, he needs to take yeah, care yeah. of himself. Get, get better, bro. Yeah. Hey, I got get man better. is going through it right now. Yeah. His, his wife's also sick. His son's oh. sick. The whole household's sick. Nothing, so we are sending it's, our it's, thoughts and uh, it's nothing yeah, nice about that. Healing, healing bull. vibes mm-hmm. to bull. And, and the, you know, he, and household. he's also not on the uh, injury report. He's also suffering from a broken heart. Oh, yeah. That hurt. Yeah, we're going to get to that later. He is suffering from a broken heart. His Bengals. Hey, he, texted, he texted me and Steve Becker yesterday. We asked him, hey, Bull, how you doing? And he goes, nothing a Bengals win can't cure. <laughs> that, I, yes. Hey, I, so <laughs> as I'm watching this craziness unfold at the end of the game with the yeah. aside penalty, I'm thinking if I wish there would have been a live stream inside Bulls. I bet <laughs> Bull went. But listen. But I know how I would have gone. I, it, it hit me in my heart just because I was a D lineman. And well, they got the same colors as the Browns almost. I was right. like, no. And he played so well. He played well. Lights out. Well, you know, that thing was sitting right in front of his face. He like, he couldn't pull up. <laughs> he couldn't, he couldn't pull yeah. up. Couldn't I've been there up. a couple of times. I've been there a few times. He couldn't yeah. pull up. I've been there on the field and off the field. And you know, I, honestly, I felt, <laughs> I felt so bad for him when he was sitting there crying. That game no, likely, I, I like, did too. I that like, game oh. likely is headed to overtime. Mm. Yeah. Because he got a 58 yard coming this way. 15 yards. It turned a 62 yard, uh, 62. 60-yard field goal into a 45-yard field goal. And remember, they had a punted earlier in the fourth quarter from around that same range because they didn't feel comfortable with Bucker attempting a field goal of that length. Right. Obviously, different situation. Well, they would have run one more play to make sure that the field goal would have been the end of the game because if they had missed, they wouldn't want to give Cincinnati the ball at midfield. Right. So they would have run one more play, even if it was just a spike, you know, a a quick out, throw the ball out of bounds, get it to three seconds. And then try a sixty-yarder. And you got to think, goodness. you got to think, Jay. You got to think that that Patrick Mahomes gave all he had in that last little effort oh. to get oh, the yeah. hey, ankle over be damned. Overtime, what was he gonna have? What would no, he, he no that's a great that point. Ankle. That's a great guys. He had eight yards rushing. Yeah, five of them on that play. What about? Did you see when it was getting close? I was like this. Don't hit him. No. I know. I, everybody was. No. I, and, and it was no. almost like it was in super slow Don't motion. Do it. You Don't saw his up. hands go Hold up on. and you thought, oh, this I is. I would tell you who really was bad. To, to the, be in front of them, the people that had the money on the game. It was like, no, don't do yeah. it. Yeah, a lot don't of money do, changed hands on that. Hey, I would like to see the stats on like that. You say, I would like to see the stats on. Seventy-nine percent of the money was on Cincinnati. Oh, it was like, <laughs> oh my god. god. Well, see, this is why the casinos just—they they got the numbers on you. Las man. They've got the Las numbers Vegas. on you. <laughs> Lost. It's crazy. Oh, we're going to talk in depth about the AFC Championship game. 
the pig of an NFC championship game they gave us. The officiating absolutely has to be on the agenda because I'm sorry. That was the right call. call. You got to flag it. I don't care if it's the last play. I don't care. It was the right call. But there were some other things that happened, not just in the Bengals Chiefs game, but in the Eagles game as well. Uh, there was a punt that hit the wire. Yeah, it like, hit the wire. I'm sorry. Like I've never seen a football come I, off a punter's I, 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 foot. Nothing happened. It hit the wire, and they <laughs> couldn't determine that it hit the wire. Everybody on the Eagles sideline immediately are pointing up to the wire. And it took hours. It was like we need to bring Robert Mueller in. <laughs> we need to get to. <laughs> we're going to point a special counsel. Robert Mueller. I was I was out at Old Angle Tavern. Tired now. They like yeah. There was no sound in the bar. You've never seen a bar. More confused at what the heck was going on in the football game oh. when they were just running around in circles, oh, pointing up at the sea, at the sky. No, they showed no replays. No, I can imagine. I had no idea what was if, going yeah, on. Yeah, I can imagine. Five if, if you were San Francisco, you had to feel like you was getting the screws put to you. Well, San Francisco has uh, they've been stealing parking spots from old ladies. They haven't been courteous. Some kind of karma caught up with yesterday know because what it was like, yeah, let's see how you do with your fifth string quarterback. I, well, I had I, I said this though. How stupid were the 49ers organization? You're already playing with the third screen quarterback, yeah. right? And so you know going into the playoffs, now before you set your roster, right, yeah. right. what if this dude go down? I'm going to the dude in the fourth slot? That's what I'm going to? They told we're banking on Jimmy G. We can't bank on that. Well, I think, though, once the playoffs begin, to expand rosters, you can't go just sign anybody. No, 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 no. I'm saying before they got before to the playoffs, the playoffs he was already playing. Yeah. Right? So you know he was so a So you third. mean when you're in the regular season? Yeah, I'm like, I have to sign an insurance yeah. policy. Yeah, there I gotta is sign, hope. Now, I, I will I say. I got to sign Bernie Kosar because <laughs> I need to come Steve, in here. Steve Young tweeted, I'm warming up. I'm loose in the parking lot. I'm ready to go. At that point, he might have been a better option. Right, right. And uh, what was interesting was um, I, I do think that they were relying on Garoppolo being ready. The yeah. problem There yeah, was yeah. an outside chance. Yep. Then the doctors were telling them that, you know, he, he may be a go. So, so you, you don't know. But if you're running an organization, you got to cover gotta, your ass. You got you risk to reward here. Yes, yeah, I got to have insurance policy. Against the insurance I mean, policy. Yeah, I think right. they taught. I think it's a cautionary tale moving forward yeah. to all NFL teams. That I when mean, nothing say, against Josh Johnson, but the, that guy's been in the NFL. <laughs> Almost. Was he on thirteen teams? Thirteen teams. Thirteen teams in fourteen years. And and and, 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 and I, you had to feel for those other guys on the roster because it got to a point where it was like. You, you saw Kittle trying to wipe the guys yeah, up and, and, and trying to say, hey, can you just hand it off? And they do a reverses every single play. I'm like, bro, they, they needed another quarterback behind him. Obviously, they didn't. Yeah. Uh, and that, that that turned out to be real quick. Josh Johnson story real, real quick. Yeah. Remember when Joe Thomas came on and told us that he had to introduce himself yes. to the quarterback yes. in yeah. the huddle? He, he was the quarterback, wasn't that he? That was Josh Johnson. Yeah. He was an unknown 10 years ago <laughs> Yeah. when Joe Thomas was on the Browns, and he's still in the NFL. Now, Grant, and we'll talk about this about 1135. We're going to get to all the championship games. That is their fourth string quarterback. No team carries four throughout the I'm season. I'm going to tell you so. something right now. I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of shape he's in. I don't know his. I don't know. I would have signed Colin Kaepernick before I signed Johnson. Oh. I just would have. Oh, listen. Younger. Oh, what are you talking about? He'd have been already on the ride. I mean, so I this- just, I don't, for the life of me, I can't understand. Go, go ask the people in San Francisco how they rethink. I'm not talking about the management because they already yeah. are stupefied by this. Right. Go ask the people who are supporting the 49ers and say, how do you go into the playoffs knowing you got the third string and the fourth string get, dude is John Johnson? Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that in a little Ridiculous. bit. Yeah, save that. Uh, you got some business to take care of off the top. Then we're going to dive in, so go ahead. We do, actually, guys. This big business. We teased this earlier. We have a okay. big show announcement later in the show. But we're going to start today by letting you know that BetJack is officially the sports book of UCS. That's our favorite uh, sports time book. time is now Ohio. Yeah. Sports betting is live. Download the BetJack app today so you'll be ready for all the action. Win or lose. Super Bowl props galore. Because bet Jack, it's not only Ohio Sportsbook, it's UCSS's Sportsbook as well. Yeah, that's well done. Yeah. Well done. Kudos yeah, to right bet Jack here. for See jumping right on there. board the yeah, UCSS right there. train. Right there. Right there. We're, right there. We hope to do you proud. Right there. Uh, all UCSS uh, viewers should use bet Jack exclusively as a way of supporting the folks that support this show. So, right. again, huge thanks to them. Um, uh, 
a lot to get to. We mentioned the NC NFC Championship game. We're going to play a game, deal or no deal. We're going to start the show with that. Uh, we'll explain that. McNuggets is going to kind of uh, run that deal. Okay. We're going to talk about the Kelsey Bowl. Okay, yeah, uh, brothers. Travis and Jason, Cleveland Heights products. Mm-hmm. The Browns can't make the Super Bowl, at least two of Cleveland's own can. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Also, Not just those two. There's five players with Cleveland five, ties. Or five always, it's people always in the way. Super Bowl yeah, with Cleveland it's, ties. It's crazy. And also, we're going to talk about a Cavs win last night, a problem the NBA has and better figure out how to fix because it is a problem. Hmm. And I don't know if there's an answer to it. Brad, we're going to lean heavily on you for I already, that. I already told you. But there probably is not an answer, but it is a problem. Oh, it's answer. a real problem, and Cavs fans have felt it in the last couple of weeks, and we'll explain what that is. That's coming up in the second hour of the program. But first, we start with deal or no deal, and here's the way this is going to work. Mary Kay Cabot wrote a piece for Cleveland.com where she looked at four players. Well, she looked at a multitude of contracts, players that the Browns are going to have to make offseason decisions on. This is a critical offseason for the Browns. They all are, let's face it. But this one is critical because this regime... This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. And their lifeline in Cleveland is at stake. If this thing doesn't turn around and turn around dramatically, we're looking at perhaps a new general manager. Perhaps Paul D. Podesta is finally out of here. The head coach could be looking for a new job. This is a big, big make it or break it offseason. What do we do with some of these players who are kind of in the balance right now? They're unrestricted free agents or the Browns have to make decisions on. Do we restructure? Do we bring them them back? Mikey, you've picked four that you want us to um, kind of weigh in on what we would do if we were Browns management. Why don't you set up the game ground rules and, uh, and, and then lead us off? Yeah, we've all seen deal or no deal. So essentially... This is based off Mary Kay Cabot's article, and shout out Mary Kay, great friend of the show. And she listed these four players, who I think are four mm. players that Andrew Barry's going to have to make major decisions on this offseason, whether keeping, cutting, restructuring the deal. So what I did was I built some graphics with their current contract, their projected cap hits, mm-hmm. and what you can do to kind of fix it. I'm going to present you this situation, and then either deal is a happy face or no yep. deal is a sad face. I'm going to get the these deal. emojis, which come along with your membership no tiers for UCSS on YouTube. So we're going to start. With John Johnson the third, take the graphic, Mike. His current contract, three years, thirty-three point seven five million. His cap hit for next year, thirteen point seven five million. If he's traded or cut though by June first, it opens up nine point seven five million dollars in cap space for the Browns to address issues elsewhere. Johnson has G- underperformed. I, mean, I feel like you have to go first on this one. <laughs> G, is it even a decision for you? Are you keeping or cutting John Johnson in this I, situation? You know, after I got back from, you know, my <laughs> brief time, I'm going to just say I'm not, I'm not the most Duke of knee jerk anymore. It's just like it's like wow. the, it's like the Earl of knee jerk. What I'm basing my stuff on is I'm, I'm looking at the teams in the playoffs. Okay. I'm evaluating the way they play. I'm evaluating the way they do things. Right. And what I'm saying to myself is saying, all right, where do we stand on the pecking order of what they got going on this field and what we doing? And uh, with that being said. By the way, this dude, is already taking you 30 seconds longer yeah, than I get, thought it would. He's getting real analytical here. Go ahead, bro. With that being, with that being said, with no, money. <laughs> <laughs> no money. No money, no, no money, no money. No money, I'm sorry, bro. No whammies, they, they came. John Johnson, I listen, you came on a little bit at the end of the year. My Randy Jackson voice, you did your thing. But I think <laughs> we need still to, a little pitchy little, in the little early pitchy. part of the season. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and song choice was a problem, too. So I'm going to have to give up the, the no. The no is definitely there for yeah, yeah, yeah. 9.7? I was like, ooh. Oh, no, yeah, that's a lot. Fairly. That's a lot. Uh, I'll, I'll just keep the American Idol theme going. That's going to be a no for me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> no. That's a no. And here's why. Like, you I'm, gotta give him the face. You didn't uh, give yeah, him the face. Right. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's gonna be a no for me, dog. That's a no, no, no. 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 That's two in a row. So, um, I want to like this guy. I really do because I know <laughs> the pedigree. Like him. And I've seen where his ceiling can be, and I get excited about that. But the problem for me with Johnson is he doesn't come close to that ceiling nearly enough. And at that position. You've got to be more than anything else. And, G, you know this because they've got to rely on you. Yeah. You've got to be reliable. You've got to be steady. And he is anything but that. Now, I'm, I will say, I think ultimately the defensive players that are in the mix here that McNuggets is going to give us, I think one guy is going to weigh in on all of them. And I think we know who that is. Yeah, yeah. If the, if the new defensive coordinator looks at these guys and says, oh, no, there's a lot there, yeah. he was misused. Because I do think there was a lot of that going on in Joe Wood's defense. I think there was a lot of players who were just out of position and miscast. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he was one of them, but he might be. You know how it's kind of a domino effect in mm-hmm. sports. You put this guy out of position and ask him to do something else, and this guy, and that affects everybody. So I think ultimately th- this is going to be a decision – to be made by the defensive coordinator and whether or not he thinks moving forward he can fit in the system. Right. But for me, again, that's going to be a no, dog. So you, is it my turn? It's I your turn. I think okay, so. I'm not going to the American Idol or whatever y'all doing. You sure, dog? Here, you, you don't? Dog is a no. And <laughs> 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 here, it ain't nothing against John Johnson, right? I mean, first I'm going to get the $9 million back in cap space. It's, so it's more money. I'm going to take that. No, he's just not a good fit here. Right. right, it just didn't work. Yeah, and sometimes you have to own up and be like, it just didn't work. And listen, you're a good dude. I'm wishing you the best. As I get you, get your bags out the locker room, walk you out the door. You know how many times I've been walking out the locker room? <laughs> a lot, right? <laughs> Give me your playbook, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> at at some like, point in time, <laughs> call me when you need tickets. Right? It's right. all good. We're, we're right. still family, right? Yeah. But sometimes when it does not work well, right? And for whatever reason, I can't. I, I'm not gonna say it's all John Johnson. I, some of it's Joe Wood. It's just not a good fit. He never was ever to deliver the goods, right? Yeah. Now, if you're able to deliver the goods, I might consider the salary cap hit, but nah, I think I can get somebody both, better than that. Both, I just need somebody thirsty. Both guys from both guys from the Rams, Troy Hill and him. When I felt like they had Troy Hill and him, I thought that was gonna be it. That was I did too. Be, that, that's gonna put us over the top. These dudes know how to play. They was both excited, and it just seemed like they found out very quickly that a Troy Hill didn't fit what they were trying to do, mm-hmm. and then John Johnson didn't fit. And you I was know what? That's a, I'm really glad you brought Hill up because Hill was a guy who was terrific before he got here. Mm-hmm. Looked like he was playing with a bag over his head when he was here, mm-hmm. and then went back to greatness when he went back to uh, to, to the Rams. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's really troubling to me. That's and that's why I think. Joe Johnson might be this. I mean, I say, I say he that, might go somewhere else and become a pro. This bowler. is nothing good. Nothing against John Johnson. It's just not a good fit here for whatever but, but reason. But with Joe Woods, it wasn't a good That's fit. That's what I'm saying here. Yeah, but Joe is gone. But now at this point in time, sometimes, Jay, when it's, when it's damaged goods, I got to move on because the psyche is damaged. And I, I'm just going to start for, with a clean slate. I'd love say. to see what Schwartz Because, you know, I, I love here, to you see. have to go back to John Johnson's press conferences during the year, right? Yeah. You think about those, right? The things yeah. he was saying underneath yeah. the statements, yeah. right? So sometimes it's best for everybody to move on and you get to go on and then, you know, you you come up somewhere else, right? Because I it's think, okay. I think him and Delpit is the same person. Mm-hmm. I just think Delpit is a little younger and mm-hmm. I think he has a little more upside. A lot cheaper too. Well, that's that's yeah. the key. I mean, if it wasn't ten, $10 million dollar cap hit, safety too. Maybe there's something that can be done, but I and can't. I don't know if Schwartz if Schwartz could find a way to use him. And put him in a position yeah. where he can be successful. Well, they they ruined Troy Hill. Go ask Hill what he thought about his time in Cleveland. Yeah, yeah. He, well, here, he, he played there been a number of, number of players that come through Cleveland, and that came here with high expectations. And I'll go across all markets, all high expectations. And then when you get here, it's like, what happened? Sometimes just like I said, I, I I'll make it more than this, no more than this. Sometimes it just doesn't work. It's a square peg in a round hole. That's what it is. And no matter how for, for how much you try to force fit it. It never works out well. Right. Yep. All right. What's who's who's your next deal or no deal, McNuggets? Next up. Yep. Uh, this is a tough one. It's ninety-one here, Steve. Let's take it. Is it tough? Amari Cooper oh, is, is under a five-year, hundred million-dollar contract. Yeah. 
His cap hits $23.77 million in 2023. If he's traded or cut by June 1st, it opens up $20 million in cap space. Now, let me, let me read to you Mary Kay's <laughs> argument. Okay. Not to cut, but to restructure. She's, she's suggesting a restructure deal for Cooper. He's 30 years old. He's coming off a core injury, and he did slow down at the end of last season, so he's coming off some off-season surgery or off-season rehab situation, whether he gets surgery on it or not. And $20 million is a lot of money to use elsewhere to fill some of the other holes on this roster. So what Mary Kay suggested was a restructured deal to where he gets more money in a signing bonus to open up about $7, $8 million in cash space. She's not suggesting cut Cooper, right? but restructuring that deal to open up money elsewhere, which puts more money on Haslam to pay now as opposed to down the road. Yeah, but there's one – you, you're assuming that he would be open to that. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, and, well, that's, that's the question. Would you offer him that deal or not? That is the question. It doesn't hurt to have that conversation. Um, but, again, there, the assumption there is that he would say, okay. Now, there are ways of working the contract to where you could slide him bonus money. You could try to front load some of that money so it looks like – so more of that becomes guaranteed. He might be enticed to do that. That's a big number. That's a huge number. But I'll not. tell you this. They you. can't even begin to think about life without Amari Cooper Man. next year because he was it this year. I mean, I know DPJ <coughs> had a really good breakout year for him, but he's not a number one. And Amari Cooper proved why he's making what he's making. He's worth it. You bite the bullet. You pay it. Unless he restructure, but Brad... Well, I don't know, man. First of all, you, you, your statement of whether he's open to restructuring. Didn't restructure when he came here? Didn't they redo a deal to, to, I think to, to get they him kind here? Of they kind of did a deal for him. The first thing, you cannot go into the season without a number one receiver. He's your number one receiver, right? It's so, not even close. so I don't even think it's, it's, it's a deal like that, right? So you have to sit here and say, if I move forward, yeah, the 20 million looks great. And you say, well, restructure. I, if I'm Mark Cooper, I'm saying this, I'm not restructuring nothing. Like, I come off a great season. How many people could use me? Yeah, if anything, I want more. <laughs> I want more money, right? So, uh, you're now he's not your typical wide receiver. No, your no. typical wide receiver tend to be a little more diva. They're, they're very much hmm. a diva. He is not that guy. No, he, he's not restructuring a thing. Uh, yeah, this no. is this unless, is, you, unless you lay something heavy on him. This is a little tough. I, you know, this is the hardest one, I think. I think so, too. It, it ain't hard. I, the bottom line is. <laughs> It's not hard in that he absolutely is back. Period. End of discussion. The hard thing is what you do with him. How you make it more team friendly with his deal. So they do have to. G, real quick. They do have to open up money if they're going to make these quote unquote splashes that Albert Breer uh, implied last week that we all hope they make in free agency. Yeah, you hope for those, but let's not forget your quarterback's a fifty-five million dollar cap hit next year. Oh, we're, we're getting there. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Not today, but we are getting there. Well, for now. It's almost like, you know, comparing who you're going to ask for some money from. Like, you know, there's people in your family you will ask to borrow money from. <laughs> and you'll be like, okay, I'm going to ask to borrow money from this person right here because, like, you know, they got it. <laughs> like, they, they be having savings and everything. And they be dressing. They don't buy no clothes. They just be like, yeah, I eat salmon and tuna. But they got a good job. You ain't got no problem going in. I'm going to ask for some money. Cool. You got it. But that that middle brother... And you'd be like, ooh, but he'd be like spending a lot of money. He getting Jordans every week. He got extra girlfriends everywhere. It's hard asking for some money from him because you're thinking like, well, he, because he gonna want that money back tomorrow. Like he needs that money, and he gonna tell everybody he let you borrow money. <laughs> I don't need everybody knowing that. So that comes with strings. That comes with strings attached to it. He wants some money back on the on the backside, like some interest. I'm like, dang, you the bank. I can't go to Amari Cooper. Think about it. He felt like he was underserved in Dallas. And then he come on over here, and he going to say, I put my best years up. This is one of my best years of my career with Jacoby Brissett yeah. and, and figuring out what Deshaun Watson doing. Now, you want to come to me, actually, and I don't even say nothing. So, where are we? <laughs> like, it's That's a great tough. point, G. That's a great point. I mean, if you're, if you're talking about the good soldiers, and I don't mean, like, yeah. doing all the right things. Yeah. I just mean... Check all the boxes. He's a team guy. He never causes problems. He does what's asked of him. He never complains he's not getting the ball enough. He produced. He like, played hurt. You can't punish him because you've made some bad contractual decisions elsewhere. He almost had 10 touchdowns. And don't it just seem, and then all coming off the fact that you had Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr., and they was just like, that was a whole thing for a year, right? Yeah. He just came and calmed the whole room down and put up, 
these numbers. I don't know if I can ask him, yeah. but if he's going to do it, if, if you're going to do it, <laughs> be ready. If, if you're going to do it, I'll smile at you, bro. Yeah, let me get that off. But I, I don't know if he will. I don't think I don't know he will either. Okay. Um, what's next? All right, next. Steve, uh, Mike, I'm going to say Steve 100 times by nature. This is Mike. Steve's out all week. He's on a cruise, Mike is so. in. Steve's on a, Direct, on a Director boat Mike somewhere. is in. We got two Mike's back. Yeah. Let's take 92 here, Mike. This next one is a big free agent decision for the Browns to make here. It's Ethan Pochich. He's currently an unrestricted free agent. Last season, his salary was $1.9 million. According to Spotrack, which is the free agency value, it, it takes all the contracts for you know, positional and puts into their projection. His projected contract that he'd receive in free agency this year is four years, $28.8 million, which is $7.2 million per year. They're already paying Wyatt Teller and Joel Batonio a boatload of money, over $14 million each. Yep. Pochich was the highest-rated center in the NFL for the majority of the season when he played. Then he got hurt. He came back. He finished fifth in the league according to PFF. Do you bring Pochich back or do you let him walk? I'm gonna go ahead and start, bro. Here, so for uh, $7 million, <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely doing it, right? Because you're just getting a value buy here. I mean, fifth rank, top rank, doesn't matter. We got to solidify the line. We can't be changing a whole bunch of pieces here. We got other needs to do it. Right. And in, in pro sports, $7 million is no money, right? It really is it's no pennies money. Pennies on a dollar. It's pennies. Now, is he – now, he's restricted or unrestricted? No, he's restricted. Oh, well, isn't he? Or no, I'm sorry, no, he's, he's unrestricted. unrestricted. Yeah, I'm yeah, sorry, he's unrestricted. See, he can do whatever he wants. See, this is a problem for me. I, I, that What they're telling me right there, Somebody gonna drive the somebody's market. driving that That's market up. You, up. Can't, you <laughs> can't have a guy who, who you got that fell into your lap that you coached up that you that is now the number one center after you had Harris go down the first play of preseason. But, but, but G, I'm going to tell you something. <clears throat> Smart money would have been you'd been on this during the season, right? That yeah. was the you'd been on it during the season. Yeah, and, and there's no indication that they weren't. If but if you're poaching, there's no way you're doing that. No, no, there's no way. Seven you're doing million? That. He the hottest in the game right yeah. now. And it's, I was expecting them to give him the Conklin money. This was the Conklin money I thought was going to be allocated, and I said, "Hold on, well, I'm thinking linemen. Okay, well, who they getting poaches? They restructure, maybe they might restructure tellers. But when they gave him brand new money to Conklin, I said, "Well, what you doing, poachage? This is a tough one, man. I don't think he's his market value to me is way higher than, than especially you talk about I, center. I, agree. I, I, yeah. I think this is if they can get him for that, sure. But here's what I think that, that the money gonna look like." <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he going This is the face he gonna give you. Nah, dog, come a little higher than that, bro. Yeah, come on, man. Uh, I, I'm with you, man. I think there's no. I, I know that, that that what is it? Sport track. Sport track. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they're smarter than I am. I'm gonna give them that right now. Um, but I know my eyes tell me when I watch him, he's amongst the best centers in the game. Go look and see what the best centers in the game are making. They're making more than seven million a year. Yeah. To me, that seems laughably low. Somebody is one piece away on the line, and that piece is a center. Is that Cleveland low? And because <laughs> yeah. of Harris sitting there, yeah. and they clearly like Harris, they moved on from a great center because they thought he was ready to go. So in my mind, I, I think that Pochich is gone. As much as I'd love to have him back, I think that is a fantasy number. I don't. I mean, we'll see. We'll find out what he eventually signs for. I, but I don't see him in a Browns uniform. I, next I see year. 45, 45 million, 50 million. And, and the thing uh, is, with the Browns can't afford that. No. The Browns are already very heavily invested well, the, in their the, offensive the, the game. Works like this: people in the market know what, what, what how squeezed you are in your cap, right? So then they're going to apply pressure by driving the number. They're going to make you step to the table, right? right? And say, "I'm going to force him out of here," right? Yeah. And you're going to do what? Can't do it. He, the deal was to, that Can't deal was to be had like in, week in a, seven of the year in the season in yeah. the season and yeah. then you could have enticed him his wife looking around like I take that money now I can move houses there's I always, got some there, cabinets there's always over that here. opportunity yeah. I would have done him before uh, before Conklin I would have too, too. I would have done I him before Conklin I think a lot I, I think, of people were surprised Conklin got the deal I was before stunned. they did anything Still, two weeks earlier we were talking about is this dude done Still, and then they give him all this money and they lock him up I've been I mean, watching all 22, Jay. I've been watching. I got tell every, me what you see. Uh, it, I've been. I started from game one, 
and it don't look like the same ball player. I'm trying to figure out what they maybe they Jack. know. Yeah, Jack Conklin. Maybe maybe they think it, he had it took him a year to come back, and he's gonna be back next year. This was a kind of a get together year, but you know, they I, I didn't see it. I didn't. I, I thought that, that they could have they could have did something else with, with 60 million. I, I will say this: uh, the one thing that perhaps the the unsung hero on this football team is a coach, and his name's Bill Callahan. Mm-hmm. He is widely regarded yeah. as the best offensive line coach in the game. Some call him the best position coach in the game. He had offers to go and resign to stay here. Mm-hmm. That's a win for us. That's a huge win for us. So I feel comfortable. Remember, Pochich was a guy they picked up from Seattle. He was a free agent, wasn't he? Or, or un- was he? They, they traded for him in preseason. But they gave up nothing. A seventh-round conditional pick our, or something our whole, yeah. like that. That's so, crazy. That was before crazy. Bill Callahan got, got his hands crazy. on. So I, I think I, I'm, I'm not saying that Bill Callahan can take any run-of-the-mill center and turn him into a guy who's going to get major money, but I think that's exactly what happened in this case. Pochich was who he was. Maybe I, I think the Browns are hoping that that Bill Callahan is to offensive lineman as Andy Reid is in skill positions. Yeah. Maybe Andy. Well, Reed, I think he is. I think he's yeah, proven that. Like he is. he's proven that. Yo, if you playing for Bill Callahan, he'll get you ready to go, um, and he can coach him up. So yeah, that may be what we have to lean on. But I, I that that twenty. I think at the end of the year. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think Pochich is back with the Browns. I, I hope I'm wrong. I'd love to see him back, but I just don't think he fits in with their cap. And with what they have, and the fact that Harris was there was right. good to go at that spot last right. year, and then he got hurt right, right away. Yeah. So, so I we'll think see. they're just going to go back to Plan A, which was Harris in the first, first place. place. And and he's got a much better deal, much more controllable right now. So we'll see what happens. What's the last one? Before I get to the last one, I want to mention one thing real quick. I I wasn't sure when we started this. I just looked it up. The highest paid centers in the NFL where that seven point two million dollars, if that was to be the deal, would fall in. It make him the 11th or 12th highest paid center in yeah. football. So <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, he's going to get way more than that. I, I think so too. Now, Jason Kelsey's the highest paid, deservedly so. But Should he's on be. a one year deal, so we'll see what he does next year. He turns 37 next year. Yeah. I didn't realize he was that he's old. Definitely in the twilight. I, I would. I mean, I don't know. You, ne- you, you can't get into a player's mind. But if they won the Super Bowl, he's, he's gone. He's I done. mean, walk off into the sunset. It, You'd think he's at 37, but we've seen linemen play at a dominate dominant level that are that are the, that good mm-hmm. into their and late 30s. He's still 30s. that good. He's yeah, incredible. He's, uh, yeah. And the other center, Frank Ragnow of the Lions, is at 13.5 million. He signed a four-year extension mm-hmm. in season this year. Mm-hmm. He was a former first-round pick for the Lions, who right. turned out to be really, really, really good. After that, it's a bunch of older veterans. Pochich would really, in a way, almost reset the market for someone his age. How old is he? Yeah. Right now or Pochich? No, Pochich. He's like in his mid twenties, late twenties. Yeah, yeah, I think twenty six. Oh, yeah, so I mean, uh, who who wrote that? <laughs> I know. 20, I don't. I don't get 26. it. Twenty six. Twenty seven. Twenty seven. He ain't got his first bite at the apple. And they're giving him <laughs> seven million average for four years. Well, the only the only thing, and I'm just I'm just gonna defend Spotrack, just guessing. He's played one year of actual NFL football. He he did nothing in Seattle. Now, granted, he was know, phenomenal this year, but sometimes it's your teams last are a body of work that sets your yeah. market. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate for the sake. Yeah. No, I get it. I get, I get it. it. Hey, if they want to get hey, 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 look, if he want to take that number, like I said, I'm all for it, bro. I'm all for it. Baby. This, this last one to me is the most interesting of the yeah. bunch. All right, you ready? Yeah. Yep. Let's take it, Mike. Let's see it, Anthony Walker. He is an unrestricted free agent. His salary last season, 4.25. According to Spotrack, again, his projected salary would be $4.4 million. He's coming off major quadricep injury, a uh, major quadricep injury that ended his season against the Steelers in week three. The Browns have a serious void at linebacker. Their entire linebacker room's coming off the IR next year. Mm-hmm. What do you do with Anthony Walker? I'll let you start, G. Cause this one's complicated. This is this is this is this is like saying like you 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 get you got a divorce, but you're thinking about getting back with your ex. <laughs> like you just split it up once. I don't. I think that would be Jadavion Clowney. That now that I think that would be like, do I remarry my <laughs> right right do my I, ex? This is this is like this is a this is an amicable split. You just for better reasons. Maybe you're just separated. Yeah, and you're yeah, making the decision: yeah, are we going to divorce or are we going to marry? Am I better? Am I better? I like that, Jay. I'll yeah. take your answer for the uh, for two hundred dollars here. <laughs> um, Anthony Walker. Let me say this, man. Anthony Walker. Uh, he, uh, I, I thought this year could have been one of those years where you leave and, and you get it. You say, okay, he he gave us what he needed. He gave us that leadership, that stability. 
But the crazy thing about it was he just wouldn't give you stability. He was actually giving you production too. Yeah. When you look at PFF, he was probably graded in, as one of the top, you know, five or six type linebackers in the 80s. Um, then he goes down. The defense looks like it's in shambles. Mm -hmm. And the one thing that I can't say about Anthony Walker is this. When Anthony Walker was here, we didn't hear nothing about the JV Jadavion Clowney, right? When Anthony Walker was there, we we wasn't hearing no John Johnson. He was the dude people was coming to, right? And you heard less of Miles Garrett too. Yeah, I think that if you are installing a brand new defense and you need somebody to have a voice to say y'all need to buy into what we saying with Schwartz, I think you got to have a guy like that. I think you just do. He's one of them dudes who you put him in. So he's you're a, happy face, G. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna take this one. Go ahead, give it to me. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, I'll take some of this Anthony Anthony Walker any day twice on Sunday because these linebackers look like little small uh, JV kids and, and was all over the place when he wasn't there. And I think he can help that. My turn. There you go. Brad, my, what you got? My turn. This is this is this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> that's a, I think that's, that's happy, happy. Brad. I guess it is. Look, here's here's, here's yeah, somehow here's, happy Brad still bad. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's bad. I mean, that's, that's bad. That's pirate Brad. Right. So. <laughs> You have to bring Anthony Walker back here. First of all, he's making no money. There ain't no money, yeah. right? It's little money here. He's coming off an injury, so he's not. Uh, he don't have a whole lot of bargaining chips out here, right? I can't retool everybody, right? I gotta have some stability here, right? Now, going into the season, Anthony Walker was a guy that was supposed to uh, wreak havoc on the defense and then have control over the masses on the defensive side. Yeah, I'm gonna bank that that is the case, right? Because uh, Dequell was even high on Anthony Walker, yeah. right? right? So let's uh, let's stay back with that, you know. Work out some favorable terms here to bring you back, mm -hmm. right? And then and see if this can actually uh, explode under under the new DC Schwartz coordinated position here, right? And, and he only got to do much. He's a veteran. He mm -hmm. know how to keep himself in shape. We'll keep him unscathed. He ain't got to do no right. two a days and all right. this other stuff. We just need his voice while they trying to because this defense you, needs rehabilitated spiritually. You're doing, you're doing yeah. load management. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's load management on okay. that. Yeah, management. he's definitely he got that. Uh, he got that Kawhi program. Uh, <laughs> Again, Jim Schwartz is going to be uh, the judge and the jury on right. this deal. It's d does does he believe Anthony Schwartz can give him on Anthony the field? Anthony Walker. Uh, Anthony Walker uh, can give him what he needs on the field. Now, here's the thing with and well, I remember when AWOL went down, everybody said, "Oh, season's over." Right. And guess what? Season's over. Season was over. <laughs> that was it. And and I thought it was hyperbole. Right, right. When the three or four voices that I heard say that, I go, "Come on!" And you know, it's it's one guy. It's he's you know he's replaceable. No. When a wall went out, this defense went a wall, mm -hmm, yeah. literally. Yeah. So I'm definitely a happy face on this. I think Jim Schwartz is going to take a look at him and say, "Okay, Walker on the field is this more than anything else. He's the coach on the field. Mm -hmm. He is, and you've talked to his former teammates before he came to Cleveland. They will all tell you this. That man can give uh, inspirational speeches. It'll make you cry. Mm. What have we said has been the missing element of this team that from jump just that the emotion just the that. passion the fire. He was the internal combustion of a defense that when he, when you took him out the fire got snuffed out he, and they were done. Now a, there were a lot of things that led to the demise of this season, right. but I think Walker going out was pivotal. I think it was Absolutely pivotal. I, one thing that I could see, one thing I take away from this weekend watching all four of these teams that was in the in championship games, when I looked at their defense, they were solid throughout. Mm -hmm. When nobody, it wasn't no, no missed tackles, it wasn't no yelling and screaming at each other. It was crisp. The calls was in there. You didn't see he's wide open and, and guys are looking at each other. Busty Cup. No, these dudes was solid. Even in the games when 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 San Francisco got down. These dudes was still playing at a very high level, and you could just see the soul of those defenses. They they had pride. They wasn't getting embarrassed. They understood what it was about, and I just that that is the things that needs to be translated and infused into the Browns. And they just need they need character guys like this. They just need these. They need a couple more guys to find. They do. They get some guys like and, this. I, and you're right. We're going to transition, and we're going to talk a lot about these playoff games from yesterday. And I was doing the exact same thing you were doing what is different from what I watch mm -hmm. every Sunday? And I'll mm -hmm. tell you what was there. I don't think there is a huge disparity in talent. And mm -hmm. the reason I can say that is because, yeah, I know the Browns underachieved this season, yeah. but we've talked ad nauseum how three 
plays. Three all-time record-breaking what-the-F-just-happened plays kept the Browns from being 10-7 and seven mm-hmm. instead of 7-10. and 10. It's the, the margin of that in the NFL is that small. We were the last team to beat the Bengals. And by the way, go watch that game again. It wasn't even close. Yeah. We boat roast, boat, boat race this Bengals team. So I don't think it's talent. I think it's exactly what you said yesterday in the text. I was thinking what you said in the text chain. On one hand, there's a big difference because they're out there. Everybody's out there making plays. I think where that comes from is attitude. And what do the 49ers play with on defense? What do the Eagles play? Man, the Eagles on every play were grabbing. They were pissed <laughs> off. I said, on dang. every play. They, <laughs> the game was over. They, was, they were still. <laughs> and look, look what happened at the end of that game. They're playing like someone just insulted their mother. And the Browns too many times were playing like they didn't uh. care what happened. And, and so I think Jim Schwartz is going to clean that up. It is a mindset. Winning football in the NFL is a mindset. Yesterday, we had a chat. I, I was, was not here the last two days, but I was obviously of last week, but I was in the group chat. Mm-hmm. I remember the, the debate was, ah, how much does trash talk really make? Well, what did the Bengals say the second the game was over when they won and started lighting up their cigars in Buffalo? Ah, yeah. refund, refund. Why? Because they heard that all week and it pissed them off. Mm-hmm. What did the Chiefs say the second the game ended? And I knew this that, was coming. That Burrowhead. How's Burrowhead right. working out for you? And by the way, by that logic, Cincinnati should be called Bakerville. Right. Like, okay, so Baker Mayfield couldn't, you know, or Joe Burrow couldn't beat Baker Mayfield. D- does that mean that Justin Bibbs should come out and say that Baker should do a paternity test to yeah. make sure that he's Joe Burrow's daddy? That was the dumbest, like, that was the dumbest so, thing ever. So don't tell me that, that trash talk doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. We saw over the last two weeks how it does make a difference. If you, you played at a very high level, huh? you, you wanted to win every time you stepped yeah. on the floor. Yeah. Well, but you, you played with a guy who more than anyone else was ready to rip the heart out of an opponent who disrespected him before a game. When you're playing at a high level, here's the one thing that you have to remember. They're all professionals, right? You don't need to add no more fuel to the fire. I could not understand why they was out there with cigar. You got to act like you've been here before. Cigars. Then you saw the players start talking about Burrow head, and then the mayor jumped in Ugh. with the commentary. I was like, "Dude, as a as a fellow mayor, I'm uh, sure I'm sure you probably have. I don't know that you've met him, but you guys are uh, mayors in the city in the state of Ohio. Well, here he injected himself in somewhere he shouldn't have been. You're not no you're no ball player. Yeah, stay up in the city council. That's what you do. Yeah. Don't come down here on this. I thought today. Kelsey said it best. Yeah, hey, know your role. I know your role. Shut your mouth. <laughs> and, 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 and you know the, the the crazy part about it is when you got when you ha- when you say things like that, I think sometimes people get caught up in the greatness of who they got on their team and forget that they got to play too. Yeah, right. Like you, yeah, you, no, 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 you got Joe Burrow, oh, but you oh, got to make a play gee. too. He not getting down in the trench. That's, 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 that's it. That's why you know your role. Nobody, 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 nobody hitting See, him. Right. He ain't that taking is, no blows. It's like, and you know what? I think Bull astutely pointed out. Hey, wait a minute. Hasn't what's her name? Brittany Mahomes. I don't even know what. Yeah. Hasn't she been doing that for? Yeah. She has. Yeah. And you know what? I'd say the same thing to her. Yeah. We ain't you, seen her. You ain't, in a while, playing, you ain't playing any football games. And hey, we have not seen her in a minute. We, <laughs> well, you know what? Now, she's home. Now, how, how, how would they feel? No. How would they feel? If one of the bingo players came to the city council meeting and telling them, do this, do this, telling them, yeah, they'd, they'd, mm, I mean, they'd be like, who are you, just, who it are was you, really who unfortunate are you in here for? that the mayor he got caught up in the hype. That's yeah, all what happened. And then he got his team. We have some sad breaking <laughs> news. We're going to get, the, we're going to come right back to the championship game, but we have. Some sad breaking news to talk about. Uh, McNuggets, go ahead. I know yeah, you have I'm sure you guys have seen this in the yeah, last few minutes. Tough, uh, tough news here, but the Cleveland Guardians have officially announced the passing of John Adams. John oh. had been on the team for nearly 50 years. He yeah. was the drummer that wow. sound synonymous with the Indians throughout the years. Maybe one of the most iconic sounds in all of baseball. Uh, you guys have been here much longer than me, Jay. I know you're tied in with the Guardians and the Indians, that whole yeah. organization. So. Did you know John I, personally? I, 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 I met him a couple of times. I'll just I'll quickly say this. Um, it, all of us, if you're on this show panel or you're watching this show, you are a diehard Cleveland sports fan. Mm-hmm. 
when I was at ESPN, we did a series on the best fans in the country. And John Adams was always brought up and was always finished in the top two or three. And here's why. John Adams brought a big, huge bass drum to every single game of really bad baseball for many of those years mm-hmm. for 50 years. That's crazy. That's, That's 81 crazy. times a year. That's not opening day in April when it, even if it's 42, you're going because it's opening day and you got cabin fever. The Tuesday game mm-hmm. in April where it's 37 and raining mm-hmm. in 1972. The September 27th game in 1979, when you're 50 games out of first place, mm-hmm. you lug that drum, you walk your walk, you go to your spot in the bleachers, and anytime there's even anything closely resembling a rally, even if they're down 13-1 in the eighth inning, boom, 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 boom. We know the Duke of Earl, the Duke of Knee Jerk, what, what, there are times when your team is awful where you just say, I can't watch him today. I can't, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. He lugged his drum, and he, he was the heartbeat of that organization. He was as good a fan as I personally have ever known. And, mm-hmm. John, you are going to be dearly, dearly missed by the fandom of Cleveland. It's really, it's a sad day. 40, I'm 41, and we watch, we listen. My, my, so just think, my, my grandfather, right? You know, my grandfather passed away when I was maybe eight or nine years old. And he listened, and I used to hear that drum. In the background. In the background. Mm-hmm. Boom, boom, and then boom. my father got old, and we used to listen to it in the car because mm-hmm. he was always driving around. Mm-hmm. And then I heard it for almost 40 years. Linking three generations, in some cases probably four generations. That's, and he did just just the simple fact that you, you'd have been at every single game you're not on the payroll. You doing that just because you do it, and and it's just like you said. He has that bass drum, and he was the heartbeat. He's the heartbeat of, uh, of the Guardians yeah. and the Indians. So, man, uh, you know, yeah. rest in peace. And he's and, been fighting cancer for a, a number of years now. Wow. Um, and you know, we've done some stories upstairs at Channel Three on his fight, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we've all chronicled through the years his, you know. Fan is obviously short for fanatic. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think that's ever been more appropriately used than to describe John Adams, well. a guy who, you know, through rain, through cold, through losing streaks, through year after year after year, guys in the 70s when the old AL East was a thing and they were in the same division with the Yankees and the Red Sox, mm-hmm. most years by July 4th, it was, it was over. a wrap. Baseball was over. So John Adams epitomized. And there was no wild card. John None. John Adams epitomizes what Cleveland and Cleveland sports is all about. Right. I can vividly remember my father who listened to the the Indians at the time on transistor radio every day, sitting in his little perch seat by the front door. You would always hear this drum in the background. Be I mean, it was like synonymous with just watching the tribe play. You know, that was one of the things. Did you ever get to meet John? I never got to meet I never yeah. got to meet him. You would have loved him. And so I would just I would just tell you this that it's a uh, it's sad in that um, you know, cuz sometimes you think people will be here forever, right? You're going to be here forever. That drum going to be forever, yeah. right? Yeah. And then you know, sometimes you don't also equate the trials and tribulations that people are going through at the time that they're servicing you mm-hmm. on the other side. You have you don't have really have an appreciation for it because you're not immersed in it. Well, this man gave his his heart and soul to the Cleveland Indians organization and and the Guardians organization. The fact that you don't miss a game for that for five decades, do you know how many times he had to feel under the weather? Oh yeah. Do you know how many times he had a wedding to go to, or uh, you know he had something big that was car going on broke in his down. Life? And but he said, nope, I've got a job to do, and that's to try to drum up support, literally when the Indians are in the midst of a rally and off he would go. And And I think I can't remember. I think he went through countless drums. He would, would replace the head on them, but he, through the years, he went through countless drums, countless drum sticks. He must've beat that drum 
millions of times so, over the course of those five decades. So think you, about it. You, think about it during the times when, when, when I, you know, the heyday when, when, and, and when it from 94 to about 99, bro, he used to start banging that drum. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And you knew, you knew the Indians was coming back. Yeah. You knew it was a three-round home run on deck. Especially when you had that lineup and you said, man, you go from the top to the bottom. You got Ramirez and you got Bayer, you got Alomar, and you got Bell and Sereno, or whether it's Tommy. You just knew there was going to be a rally and he would bang that drum. They'd be down by nine runs. I'm going to tell you, it, 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 I just and did. there were times I, they were down by nine and it worked. It I, worked. I just did the math. So he did 81 games a year, 50 years. He yeah. did over 4,000 games and I did three and a half hours per game. Yep. He's got 14,000 hours at a try at tribe games. 14,000 14,000 hours. Yeah, a lot of people a, a lot of people don't have a hobby that even comes close to 14,000 you know, uh, hours. The first thing that I think of is as much as we all wanted it in 2016. It's just such a shame to me that, that he, he never get, got to he, see a Cleveland World Series mm. a, a, a World Series championship. Right. Because as much as we all wanted it, you know, for ourselves or for, you know, relatives that were sick and maybe not going to get another season. Think, think about that. It, uh, John never had a chance. You know, he came close in 95, came even closer in 97, and came close once again in 2016. And it just, uh, sadly, it just wasn't in the cards. And uh, John's family, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Um, I think, you know, organizations retire numbers of great players they do and I'm sure the Guardians are going to do something yeah I, I, I think they should just you know up there where they have the the zeros and the number you know the yeah. plaques of mm -hmm. the numbers just put a bass drum yeah. and his his name John mm -hmm. Adams and that that will say it all because what he gave to the organization for all those years mm -hmm. is the bar you want to set for all your fans to mm -hmm. achieve and um, I think there should be some sort of there's no plaque, question. some sort of commemoration of his dedication to the organization that is in plain sight for every fan to see when they come into progressive field because um, he was the one and only he'll never be duplicated and, and our thoughts and prayers are certainly with his family uh, during this really tough time. Uh, and it, by the way, if you have a John Adams story and I know a lot of you probably met him coming in and out of games, maybe sat next to him in the bleachers, whatever your story is. Send them to us here. We'd love to read them. Um, we'd love to hear your comments as uh, Cleveland Media is going to spend the next couple of days kind of reliving the life and the times of John Adams, and we want to do that through other fans. So if you have any stories, any remembrances of John at all, um, send them our way, and, and uh, we'd, we'd be honored to read them. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.